are listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3. It's Valentine's Day, and we thought, how best can we encourage your relationship? Oh, we know, Alan and Marty <laughs> Wibbles. They've been married for over 54 years, and they've led marriage... Re- conferences really in Russia and Paris throughout our globe and they're here in South Florida in our studio to do that for you. Alan and Marty, good morning. Morning. Good Thank morning. You. Thanks for being here. We need Thank you. we need to know the the backstory though. Yes. <laughs> how did you guys, you know, 54 years of marriage but you met before that. So how did this whole thing start off for you guys? <laughs> well, it started off uh, we were both involved with Campus Crusade for Christ at the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. And uh, the first meeting of the fall, my senior year, Marty's freshman year, we had our initial meeting. I walked in. I saw her. I knew I was going to marry her. <laughs> but I never dated her. We, we just did ministry together. So it really started around ministry, and we have loved it ever since. Just wow. continuing to be focused and curious and fun. Now, Marty, did you know right away? No. On the other <laughs> hand, I had decided I wasn't dating at all. I was just mm. going to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. After, if he gave me the privilege of winning the world to Christ, then I would think about relationships. (laughs) But God just kept bringing us together. The Mm. first time he asked me to marry him, I knew I was supposed to say yes, so I did in obedience to God. Then I started thinking about it. I am too young. I started college at 17, so I was young. Mm. And um, so... On the phone, I broke our engagement. Don't do that. Don't listen to me. <laughs> oh, not on the phone. It was awful. And but so, that's okay because yeah. I was so naive. I didn't even get it that she was breaking up with me. <laughs> you just thought, okay, we'll yeah. just keep going here. Well, that's good. So is it better to do it on the phone or through a text if you're Neither. breaking up? Okay. All right. Neither. Um, <laughs> but that obviously things turned around. God salvaged my stupidity. And um, he is merciful. He wanted mm. us together. And so the second time, Alan took scripture out of context. Don't do that either. And he said, Marty, the Bible says, let your yes be a yes and your no be a no. I'm going to ask you one more time. And if you say yes, it's for the rest of your life. If you say no, I'm never asking you again. No pressure. Like the world's least romantic proposal. (laughs) There There weren't romantic proposals back then. I mean, we didn't even know what they were. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) But But you know what? It worked. And the Lord showed Mm. us to put him as our focus throughout our marriage. And during our first year of marriage, one thing we said to each other is if we would have a fight, which, believe it or not, I think all couples do from time to time. (laughs) But we would say, how much is this going to matter a year from now? We determined there was no back door in our marriage. So you know what? When there's no back door, you make it work. Mm. And here you are 54 years later. You're not – you didn't start off thinking 54 years, but you end up here. I think that's the, the beauty of marriage almost. It's just – it's a right. life-lived moment by moment, isn't it? Right. It's one day at a time. Yeah. And we can just enjoy it. We, In fact, we've often reflected on the fact that we were young when we got married – but we were so young, we actually fell in love with each other as we were married right. mm. because we didn't understand what love was until we had experienced the good side and the bad side because there's tragedy and heartache throughout 
life. Yeah, that's such a good point, Alan. I mean, you talk about not understanding what love is. I think so many, we have that romantic vision and the movie and the flowers and everything like that. But love and life is daily. And sometimes there are ups and sometimes there are downs. I know you both have faced that together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and the feelings of love follow making the choices to love. Mm. Like 1 Corinthians 13 says, love is patient, love is kind. And it goes on, love hardly ever notices when others do it wrong. Love expects the best, et cetera. You'll have to read that mm. in context. But um, it, it's indescribable, the love mm. God has given us. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason you came, or not the reason you came in, but one of the things you wanted to talk about as you came in is curiosity and how that, I think a curiosity almost as the uh, sitting at the edge of your seat. What's next for me? I'm curious about this thing. I also have cats. And uh, I can tell you about cats being curious because, boy, they can get into anything. That mindset, though, really can strengthen your relationship, that Mm. curiosity. What is in front of me? What is around that corner? What can I learn about this person? What can they learn about me? That really does help strengthen that relationship, doesn't it? It does. Mm -hmm. Alan has a saying, I wonder. I wonder what I'm going to be when I grow up. And I still, <laughs> you still say that. I still say that, even though I'm in my 70s, mm-hmm. because God is new every morning. And as long as He's given us life and breath, we have purpose and meaning in this life. And so, one of the best ways to express it is with each other. Mm-hmm. You say that it's an ongoing exploration and learning. Is that of each other? Is that of life? Is that of God? Is it's it's of God? Mm-hmm. If we focus on each other, we're doomed to despair. Because no human being can meet the profound needs of our heart. God tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. Yes, we still are curious about each other. And I, one of my favorite things is to learn something new about Alan still today. Really? After 54 years. Wow. Yeah, it's like, whoa, that's a victory. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the the focus is the Lord because our fulfillment comes in him and our joy is through him, and we share his love with others um, who will see that he is our life. Wow. I think that's so beautiful, the fact that we are cognizant that this person cannot and will not meet all of our needs. That's such a big part, isn't it, Alan? (laughs) It certainly is. It Mm. certainly is. Because, you know, Marty already referenced Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, and uh, daily we have to choose what Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 say, where it says to be imitators of God and to walk in love. Because it's a choice. Every day we could choose to be selfish or we could choose to serve. And obviously uh, she's put up with me for these number of years, and yet we've just enjoyed it. It's not a put up in our relationship because we challenge one another greatly. We're very different. I grew up on a farm in a small town in Nebraska. She grew up in Illinois and Wisconsin, so in a banking family. So, I mean, it's very different backgrounds, and yet God brought us together, made us one, and has given us many opportunities to serve him throughout the world. You say we need to live in God's love, and that really does help us because many times we're about to say something and he'll pull us back, won't he? It it gives us the ability to almost um, censor ourselves as we are in his presence. Uh, That's just one of the things that helps us as Mm -hmm. we live in God's love, isn't it? So true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Well, I know. No, no, please. As you look at the whole chapter of Ephesians 5, it goes through the the good things, the bad things, 
then it focuses on uh, just relationships within the body of Christ and then within a marriage. Mm. And uh, three times it tells me to love my wife, and it doesn't tell Marty ever to love because the reality is her love is a reflection back to me of my love to her. Mm. And we both yield to Christ, but it does tell me that I need to respect him. Mm. And there are so many ways the world... um, tries to distract us and get us not to respect as women, our husbands. Mm. So I make the choice to respect him. And then I'm blessed Mm. with the sweetness of seeing this man does love me and he is sacrificial toward me. But if I choose to stubbornly want my own way, then I get it. And guess what? It's miserable. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. I'm just curious about what that respect looks like even more. I think we just want to drill down just a little bit deeper, Marty, okay. because I think it's so key, like what you said, the fact that you know we're called to love and mm-hmm. respect. That's a very crucial part. Well, as Alan said, we're very different. Mm-hmm. So I have, have you ever noticed I have a lot of strong opinions? <laughs> <laughs> and in marriage, our strong opinions may differ. And so if they differ... And it's something really important. He gets a deciding vote. One time what that looked like was about a trip we were going to take, and he felt it should be a certain duration and had decided what it should look like. And I gave my best argument that that was wrong. And he stayed firm with what he felt. So I thought, hey, this is a good opportunity for me to submit to him and respect him. And so I did. And guess what? He was Right. (laughs) But even if he's wrong, he's going to have to answer to God. So Mm -hmm. I don't have the right to come in and go, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. This would have been better. No, we both want to glorify God. Uh, And (laughs) there was a time when we lived in Boca, I was getting my teeth cleaned. And the hygienist is going, wow, Marty, your husband really loves you. And I'm like, oh, can't talk talk very well. Yeah. (laughs) And so I went home and I said, Alan, what did you say to the hygienist? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But it's just wherever we go, whatever we do, our marriages are to be a living, breathing word picture of the love of Christ, Mm. the husband, for the church, his bride, that's us. And there's no greater privilege than doing that. And if you lower your expectations in each other and raise them in the Lord and focus on the Lord, how can we serve him today? Then there's just the sweet joy of his peace. Mm. But Alan, what about the person who's listening and listening to Moody Radio because they want to grow in their faith, but they're married to someone who's not in the same place spiritually? How do they try to reflect this godly marriage? Wow, that's a that's a great question, mm-hmm. and it's something that as Christians, first of all, God tells us that we're to be a reflection of His love at all times, and then in Corinthians it brings out the idea that just our very presence with people, we're either the fragrance of life or the fragrance of death about this life that we have in Christ, and so we can we can choose to be forgiving, to be loving. To serve, and serving is is what God, what Jesus did for us. He came, He gave up everything He had in eternity, and and came down here to die on the cross. And you know, we're not asked to die on the cross, but we're asked to give up and die to ourselves on a daily basis. Mm. I obviously am blessed to have a godly husband, mm-hmm. but when I became a Christian, my parents were not so. 
how I experienced um, the question you're asking, Bridget, was with them that like if I sang a song about Jesus, my mother came in and slapped me. She got so angry and they kept threatening to take away my Bible. They forbade me to associate with my Christian friends. Yes, this was in America. Um, it does happen. <laughs> um, but I was convicted that I needed to show them unconditional love, but it got harder and harder. And God finally led me to John 15, where he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me, you'll bear much fruit and your fruit will remain. So how we're able to show love in those difficult experiences, and listeners, I know many of you have them, is go to God and say, I can't do this, but thank you that you can. So I yield this to you. And I think it's too, we quit chafing about where we are. And we say, God, you obviously allowed this situation. You allowed me to. And you know, we can live in this state of constant regret. Why did I marry this person? Yada, yada. But instead say, God, you allowed this. So help me glorify you in it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not talking about abuse. Go to Leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E, Vernick, V-E-R-N-I-C-K dot com if you're in an abusive relationship. That'll give you a lot of ideas. But today we're trying to be solution focused and proactive for things you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. One of the things we did, well, the major thing we want to talk about is how to be curious in our relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was going to ask about the word forgiveness. Uh, the, mm-hmm. Talking about just what you were talking about here and... Mm-hmm maybe that struggle that is there. How is forgiving one another so important when it comes to this curiosity? Alan? (laughs) Well, by forgiving one another, we don't hold on to what rights we have, but we yield them to the other person, to Christ, and let him be reflected through us. Uh, We have to keep short accounts because our human nature wants to ruminate on stuff and think about it and bring it up and be prepared in the next battle to use that clever retort. And that's not what God's called us to do. We've right. got to forgive. Uh, scripture says don't go to bed angry. So that means, you know, at, by the end of every day, you should have dealt with what's going on. How important is it to verbalize that forgiveness, Marty? Very important. Um, and <laughs> we can verbalize with our nonverbals. That's over 80% of our communication. Ah. Mm. So if we're rolling our eyes, we're, our face is set in a grimace. Uh, I think it's pretty clear we're not forgiving, but we need to realize that we forgive because Christ forgave us. So when we have any depth of comprehension that we're sinners, that we have rebelled against God at the very depth of our being, then we can forgive each other and realize that we're called to help each other be more than he or she would be without us. So, you know, as Proverbs says, iron sharpens iron. The very process of forgiveness helps us grow in our faith. Mm -hmm. Ecclesiastes, two are better than one. For if one falls down, the other picks him up. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. We are giving you some encouragement and marriage, especially with Marty and Alan Wibbles today. You also encourage us to creatively enjoy life, allowing God to be the original uh, with his plans for you. So that, in other words, God has a plan for each and every one of us, and we can enjoy that together. Alan? Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, As we seek to serve God Mm -hmm. and to just be in enjoyment with one another, uh, we like I said earlier, wonder what's going to be next. And God has just blessed us with incredible things. Uh, We've lived in Kansas City. We've lived in California. We've lived 
for 21 years back in Nebraska where Marty didn't want to go, but God uses those wilderness times as well as the great times. And then by his divine intervention, he brought us down here to South Florida. We never thought about South Florida, and yet we've been here for 18 years, and it's incredible. So the opportunities that God has before you are unlimited as you forgive, as you remain curious, as you continue to focus on the Lord. He'll guide your next step. We don't have to worry about it. And if you're single— continue to focus on the Lord, too. Um, Someone, when I was single, for a very short time, um, said to me, you need to make a list of all the qualities you want in your husband. So I I still remember the day I sat down to make the list, and I thought, I'm not wise enough (laughs) to know what to put on the list. So the only thing on my list was that that he would trust the Lord. And now, (laughs) all these years later, he has trusted the Lord to move me from coast to coast. (laughs) And um, I remember when we left California for Colorado, the realtor told us, you're going to be on the street Mm -hmm. Um, because of, you know, we were in ministry. We had very little money, but the Lord provided. And our daughters saw, wow, the Lord provided. And we saw, wow, he can do more than we ask or imagine. And what do I hate more than anything? moving. Mm. We've moved almost two dozen times, but in those moves, I've seen God is faithful. Mm. Well, you say laugh, rejoice, expect God to work even when problems occur, and listen to the Lubin brothers, right? I mean, that's part of that. <laughs> Absolutely. <isn't> it? <laughs> yeah, they have good music. Uh-huh. Do, do. I mean, that goes to finding things that you both enjoy together, correct? Right. Exactly. And we exercise together. Mm. Point four says exercise. We serve together. So many times in the church, couples serve in two distinct areas, and that's okay because sometimes, you know, they have the strengths in other areas, but we did student ministry for decades together, and we grew. Mm. Um, you have to depend on the Lord when you serve. Right. Mm-hmm. And communicate. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's almost like realist location, location, location. Communicate, 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 right? right? It's you the bet. key. You bet. You've always, like Marty said, you can always learn something new mm-hmm. about that other person. And, and it is every day. Uh, when she reads her spends her time in the morning with the Lord, she'll come up and say, did you see? And I didn't see it because we're very different. So mm-hmm. her insight gives me insight to what God wants for the day as well. But I asked Alan, what did you see? Because we're both reading through the Bible again this year. Um, a passage we were looking at this morning, 2 Corinthians 5, 5 through 8 in the message. That's why we live with such good cheer. You won't see us drooping our heads or dragging our feet. Cramped conditions here don't get us down. They only remind us of the spacious living conditions ahead. It's what we trust in but don't yet see that keeps us going. Do you suppose a few ruts in the road or rocks in the path are going to stop us? When the time comes, we'll be plenty ready to exchange exile for homecoming. Mm. Where was that again? That was 2 Corinthians 5, 5 through 8 in the message. Right. Mm. Well, thank you both. Let me just say, um, we've been working kind of off of this PDF that they've worked (laughs) through, how curiosity can strengthen your relationship. Text the word HEALING, 561-737-6035, and we'll make sure you get this. There's also just a tremendous list of resources there that they have to help strengthen your relationship. We'd love to get you that also. Again, the word is HEALING, 561-737-6035.